Welcome to Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I have told you some stories about my dog Bull Durham, but I want to tell you a couple more. He was a great dog, and I think I've told you before, he was kind of a mutt. We didn't know exactly what kind he was. He obviously had some sort of cheap dog in him by the way he looked. He was a very smart dog, and he kept us alert all the time. He had some unusual things that he would do, at least unusual for a dog. One thing was when we would stop, we would be working cattle or something, and we'd stop for lunch, and we'd be sitting there on the ground with kind of a little picnic lunch or a sandwich or something, and we always made our dogs stay a little ways away while we are eating, and they minded us pretty well, but Bull Durham would get up and stretch like he was really had been needing to stretch. And when he laid down, he was like two feet closer to us. And he would do that again and again. He'd stand up and stretch and be closer and closer to us. It was really pretty funny. And pretty soon he was right there. And of course, he would beg for something. Another thing he did, especially when he was a younger dog, like his first year, we saw him many times pounce on things, sort of like a cat does. I remember seeing it one time I was in a granary and I was just shoveling some grain into some big bags. We were taking the bags uh, some other places. And so I'm in there shoveling and Usually there's mice in there, and, and there were here, and the mice were there, and I'm trying to avoid them with the shovel, and suddenly Bull Durham came, and he jumped in, and it was the first time I'd really seen him pounce. And if you can imagine what a cat does, pounce on something and hold it in its paws, and that's exactly what Bull Durham would do. I've never seen another dog do it exactly like that. And again, Bull Durham wasn't mad or mean to anything like that. He just wanted to make friends with the mice. And so he would pounce on them, hold them there for a little bit, look at them. And either then they would get away or he would take it outside and probably kill it with kindness. It was an amazing thing to watch. Another thing Bull Durham did, and he was noted for this, not only among our family, but other people who would see him, is he would smile. Now, I know some people say their dogs smile, Bull Durham smiled. He would sit there and whenever he was feeling good or he knew he was being funny or something, he would sit there and just show all of his teeth. He wasn't growling. He would just, he was happy. And he knew that we liked it. And so there would be Bull Durham smiling. We would tell stories like we'd be telling a funny story and there suddenly there was Bull Durham smiling like he got the joke too. One of the things that Bull Durham was noted for, he was a, a pretty uh, strong dog. He wasn't a really a big dog, but he, he was very, very strong, had, had really big shoulders. And the, there were a couple of things he didn't like. One was cats and one was coyotes. He just didn't like coyotes at all. With the cats, one time I watched as Bull Durham and Kim, our other cow dog, she was a blue Queensland healer, an incredibly good cow dog, and really, uh, just really a, a 
good, fun dog to have around. But I watched them one time from a distance as they had been chasing a cat around the place. And this had gone on for several days. I would notice they were trying to catch this cat. It was a big old cat and it would get away from them. And one day then suddenly I watched it as Bull Durham chased the cat by himself. Kim was not around and the cat figured it was safe and it went running around one of the outbuildings like it had always done. And there was Kim laying in wait. And she pounced on the cat and pretty soon that cat was no more. It was, it was amazing to watch because the teamwork, first of all, I have no idea how dogs communicate, but they do. I have no idea how coyotes communicate, but they do. I've seen coyotes do exactly the same thing, actually, to Bull Durham. One of the things we tried to keep Bull Durham from doing was chasing coyotes because although he could probably whip one and maybe even two, he couldn't whip a whole pack of them. One time I was fishing up on the Wimanooch Creek and heard this really funny sound, like big splashing. The water was pretty high. And I looked and there was a coyote running right straight through that water, like running for his life. And right behind him was Bull Durham chasing him, water splashing everywhere. And he was probably within... I don't know, maybe 20 feet of me when suddenly he saw me and he stopped and kind of slammed on his brakes and he looked at me and he grinned, he smiled, he let that coyote get away. I told Bull Durham, get on back to the house, stop chasing the coyotes. There was another time I was way above a field. I don't know whether I was cutting some timber or something. I don't know why I was up there. But I looked down across this open field, and there was Bull Durham chasing a coyote. And it was a great chase. He was chasing after the, the coyote was running and running. And I looked ahead a little bit, and there was a, a big pile of boulders there. And behind that pile of boulders were three or four other coyotes waiting and what that one coyote was doing was leading Bull Durham into the rest of the pack. And they would have killed him if, if he'd gotten that far. I started yelling at the top of my lungs, and, and I can yell pretty loud. And Bull Durham heard, and he stopped. He, I don't think he could see me, but he could hear me. And uh, he stopped chasing the coyote, and he started running on back towards the house. I think I saved Bull Durham's life that day. You know, you think about the North American Indian tribes, some of the ambushes they set against the United States cavalry at the time were very similar to that. They would have a few of the warriors attack a, a bigger group of, of soldiers, and the soldiers would run after them, not knowing that they were being led down into a place where there were maybe hundreds of warriors. It's the same thing. And somehow, dogs, coyotes, they somehow know how to do that. One time I was riding there at our Fruita place, way up behind the book cliffs, and decided to spend the night out. We were on our way, just the dogs and myself, 
over to one of the other valleys and we were going to do some cow work the next day. Dad and mom and everybody else would be coming up and meeting me there at those corrals. So I just uh, took the horses and went across planning on spending the night out there. And it was a lot of fun. I was riding uh, old rawhide, I believe, and had our horse Pond Juan as our pack animal. Bull and Kim, the dogs were with me. And we stopped that night just at a nice little place, had a little bit of water there. So we had water to drink. And it's just whatever you can imagine a night's camp out would be. Got a nice little fire going, cooked my meal. Dogs were happy. I'm just sitting there. And then all of a sudden, the coyotes started yipping and howling around us. I still remember Bull and Kim, suddenly they just scooched right up against me there. They did not like the sound of that. Well, I went to bed, laid down on my sleeping bag there and curled in and fell asleep. And in the middle of the night, I woke up and my legs were killing me. I didn't know what was going on. They just were hurting like crazy. And I, I finally woke up and, and I looked down. And there was Bull Durham laying right across my legs. He wasn't about to leave. And Kim wasn't much better. She was laying there right up to next to me, her uh, nose and mouth facing me. She had terrible dog breath. <laughs> I woke up. I got Bull, told him to get off my legs, made Kim move away a little bit there so I could go back to sleep. Of course, the coyotes were still howling out there, and those dogs did not want to leave me at that point. There was one time Bull Durham, I didn't get to see this, my dad saw the whole thing. They were feeding the cattle one winter up there at Newcastle. Dad looked across and there was a race like he said you couldn't believe. There was Bull Durham chasing this great big coyote. And he had seen it going on for some time and they were running and running and pretty soon, they were coming pretty close up to where Dad was feeding the cattle. They were running up the one track, and that coyote was running full tilt because he knew that if Bull Durham caught him, things might get real serious. And Bull Durham was right behind him. We had a guy working for us at the time, and his name was Dan, and Dan had a dog. His name was Sage. And I don't want to say anything particularly too unkind about Sage, except that Sage was possibly the dumbest, slowest dog that ever existed. Uh, somehow, he just was not right. He was friendly enough, but he wasn't very bright. And they watched as Bull Durham was chasing this coyote, and way behind was Sage, thinking he was in on the chase too. And he's running for all he's worth. And like I said, he was slow. He was not gaining any ground. In fact, he was losing ground. And they're running along the coyotes, looking over his shoulder. He knows that Bull Durham, and Bull Durham is. He's just nipping at his tail. And suddenly, that coyote just swaps in just as fast as he can and heads right back down the same track in the snow that they've been running. Well, Bull Durham, it took a minute for him to get turned around here, a, a few seconds anyway. And so now the coyote had a little bit of space to run. 
and they're still running up full tilt just as hard as they can. The coyote running hard, Bull Durham running hard, and Sage still running up the track. And at this point, Dad watched as the coyote was looking over his shoulder, seeing how close Bull Durham was, didn't even see Sage, and wham, right into Sage and just rolled him head over tail. Just sent him sprawling everywhere. Didn't slow the coyote down at all. <laughs> Poor Sagey. He kind of stands up and shakes himself. And just then, wham, again, Bull Durham hits him. And <laughs> sent him sprawling all over the place. Uh, nobody watched out for poor Sage. Dan said that Sage went back to his house and hid under the porch for three days. He was afraid to come out. They kept watching that race as it went on. They ran and ran and ran. And finally to the place, Dad said he couldn't believe it, but he saw them. But the coyote was actually walking. He was so worn out. And Bull Durham was right behind him, walking. He was so worn out. And they finally got to this old barbed wire fence. And the coyote was on one side and Bull Durham was on the other. And they stood there and they just looked at each other and growled for a while and then turned around and went back. Bull Durham was a lot of fun to watch. My granddaughter, Noelle, uh, entered some poetry into a cowboy poetry contest in Alpine, Texas. And she told the story of Bull Durham and Sage. I'd like to share that with you right now. This is Bull Durham by Noel Carlene. My grandpa has an endless store of stories. When we beg for more, he'll laugh and he'll say, well, one time. So here's Bull Durham's coyote rhyme. Didn't see this happen, my dad said, says grandpa. When I was a kid, a man was at the ranch to help. His dog's the worst that ever yelped. That dog, Sage, was the dumbest thing, and slow and lazy. Dad would bring Bull Durham, who did better work, except where coyotes tend to lurk. While Dad fed cattle in the snow, our dog, Bull, saw a slinking low, a coyote. Oh, Bull gave quick chase, that coyote ran, a losing race. That coyote turned himself around and knocked Bull Durham to the ground, then ran away, still looking back to see if Bull was on his track. The coyote kept on peeking back, too fearful of our dog's attack to see the other, Sage, you know, circling towards him through deep snow. Slow Sage, that coyote couldn't see, cause coyote's looking at Bull D. The coyote plowed right over Sage, it took that dog about an age to figure out what hit him there. Once he did, he didn't dare do anything but run and hide. Still bull-chased coyote far and wide. They stumbled, slipped, and staggered on until their strength was almost gone. Once they were too worn out to run, they walked. I wish I'd seen the fun. First walked the coyote, then came bull. I guess by then the dog was full of coyote chasing in the snow. He let the poor old coyote go. 
The coyote found a fence to cross, then teased Bull Durham on his loss. They growled and showed their teeth a bit. Then Bull decided it wasn't worth it. He plodded back where Dad had been, showed his teeth and a friendly grin. He evidently knew he'd won. Boy, didn't he make that coyote run. I enjoy Noel's cowboy poetry and some of the other grandkids too, which you'll hear in some other stories. Well, I hope you enjoy these stories of Bull Durham and his coyotes and everything that went on with it. This is Cowboy Jim's Stories Around the Campfire. I'll see you again another time.